0: Welcome to Jeremiah's Fifth Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Alive, praise the Lord. How you doing out there today? Are you doing good? I'm so glad to get to be with you. I am Jeremiah Smith, and I'm with you today, live. And we're gonna get into God's Word and and listen to the Holy Spirit and let Him be our teacher today. Do you believe the Holy Spirit can be our teacher today? I believe that He can do that, and I believe He wants to encourage you right there where you're at today. Maybe you're down today, and maybe you're a little bit depressed today. You know, the Holy Spirit will encourage you. He'll make your life better if you let the Holy Spirit do that for you do you believe that today do you believe the Holy Spirit will encourage you right there where you're at in your house in your car Right there on your motorcycle, wherever you're at there, you know, You know, even on your sofa right there where you're at on your sofa today. He can encourage you. You know, maybe you're you know, somewhere out working on the yard today and you got the headphones on. You believe the Holy Spirit can come right there where you're at today. I believe he can. I believe he can get there right there in your chair with you today and encourage you and bless you today. Praise the Lord. He's a good God and he wants to do some good things for you today. Did you know that? He's everywhere at one time and he wants to do some good things for you today. I believe he wants to speak to you and bless your life today. So you you stay tuned here. We're going to get into the message here. Let me go over just a few things real quick here. On Wednesdays, you can catch us live at 6 p.m. Central Time. And of course, on Sundays, you can catch us live at, on Sundays at 4 p.m. Central Time. Of course, we're here. You know that. You know that we are live here at those times. Now, sometimes if we're not here, you know, you can always go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com. We'll post a message and make sure that you're growing spiritually. But uh, you, you can use catch us live at those times, and I believe that it'll bless you and encourage you. You know, we have lots of different messages you can listen to, not just the live messages, which we post those right away. After we get done, this will literally go up on YouTube just as soon as it processes there, and of course, it'll go live right here on Podbeam just as soon as we get it all set up there for you and edited, which we do pretty quick, and we put it right out there for you. And so you can listen to the rebroadcast on many different places. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes. Podbeam, tuning off Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer. You can catch us on Pandora, Amazon Music, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Pod Chaser, Player FM, and Samsung Boomplay. I believe is the newest one. And we've got lots of uh, different places that we're on, and we feed into many different places. So you know, whatever app you want to use. And to listen to us, uh, you can pretty much get anything you want to listen to us on those apps that will go on your phone. You shouldn't have to get something new. You know, you should be able to use the apps that you already have on your phone, but our home is Podbeam, and uh, that's where we've started out, and we've always been very loyal to Podbeam, so you can catch all of our stuff and see all of our events and all those things on Smith Ministries.podbeam.com. praise the Lord. So check us out there. You can find out a little bit more about me, a little bit more about our beliefs, uh, you can catch nearly four over four hundred podcasts, including Coffee Confessions, there uh, at uh, Podbeam, Jeremiah Smith Ministries, Praise the Lord. You know, and if you want to give, you can give there too. There's no pressure to give, but you can give. Uh, Luke six thirty eight says, Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure. Hey, that's a lot right there. You know, we haven't even got into the rest of the verse there, but he's going to give it to you. Good measure. If you give into the kingdom in any way, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. You know, if you want something to come regularly into your life, that's how God brings things into your life. You have to sow, you know, and so, and I'm not pressuring you to sow here, but make sure that you're sowing somewhere so God can bring, can bring the blessings into your life and provide for your life. The things that you need to have praise the Lord. That's his law right? Sowing and reaping. Matter of fact, the scripture says God's not mocked. Was it? Galatians 6, 7 says, do not be deceived. I actually have it here. Uh, It says, and this is the amplified version. God is not mocked. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed, nor treated with contempt, nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside for whatever a man sows, this only will he reap. So whatever you're sowing, that's the things that you're going to reap in your life. You know, you want to make sure that you're sowing love and showing good kind things because those are the things you're going to reap back into your life me and my wife were talking a little bit earlier you know about how the husband has certain things that he sows and the wife has certain things that he sows into their marriage you know there's certain things written for the husband and there's certain things written for the wife i can speak on behalf of the husband i don't want to speak on behalf of the wife because that's written to her but husbands are supposed to love each love their wife as christ loves the church why because That's an area, obviously, that husbands struggle in, you know, and showing love. You know, he wouldn't have written that to us. He wrote, if it wasn't a specific area, we needed to work on all the time. You know, and Christ gave his life, didn't he? And you should give your life, your family, take care of your family and be a blessing to your family as much as humanly possible. Husbands, I'm talking to you. And wives have certain things written to them specifically, you know. And so, and but God's laws, they work that way, you know, and if you're going to give, you're going to receive in any area that you give and you want to make sure that you're giving on a regular basis, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, you know, you can look at that and see if you'd like to give there, feel free to, to go over there and give at com. And uh, we're going to get into the scriptures today. You know, we're going to be continuing our series On Jesus, our perfect intercessor is what we're going to be talking about, talking about intercessory prayer. I think you're going to get some things out of this today, and I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. So get your Bible, get your tablet, get your phone. Get whatever you need today, you know, so that you can learn the scriptures and get into the word of God. This is going to be important for you to take advantage of in your life, you know, so God can get you where you need to go. Praise the Lord. And so I believe it'll be a blessing to you. So let's pray today. I'm going to grab a drink. Is that okay? I got some water here. I got my coffee and water on just a moment. All right. All right. How you doing out there on YouTube? I see me out there on YouTube. How you doing? You doing good? Hey, you know, and I'm on Podbeam here. How you all doing out there on Podbeam? Praise the Lord. Well, we'll take a few minutes after we get done and we'll check the chat and we'll check and uh, see if, if people want to ask any questions or if they have prayer at the end. We took some time last week on doing that. And we're going to take some time to this week, too. And we just will spend a little time with you. If you have a question or if you have a prayer request, you know, get us catch us on the live service there. Or uh, you can email me at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com and I'll get back to you just as soon as possible. If you have a question or if you have a prayer request, me and my wife can pray over those. If you'll send them on the email there or put them in the comments and uh, we'll do that just as quick as possible praise the lord you know my wife's behind the scenes she's helping me here and my son here and uh, they try to make sure that everything's possible for us to be a blessing to you today so we want to make sure and be a ministry and encourage you i think it should be a family deal don't you, you i think that your family should be involved in it i don't think that you should be out there going solo <laughs> amen should be a family project And I think it's important that you do the things that you do with your family. You know, my family has done a tremendous, my son's actually been putting out things on YouTube and man, we've been getting some great things from that, you know, and it's important that you work with your family where they're gifted, you know, use the gifts that they have, you know, and let them use their gifts for for the Lord. They're going to reap those things in their lives. And so it's important you let them use their gifts for the Lord. Praise the Lord. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. You have been so good to us, Father. Oh, Father, we thank you, Father, for coming here today. We thank you for that one needing healing today. Right there, Father, where they're at. Father, we ask for total and complete healing for that person right there needing healing today. The Bible says if we agree concerning anything that we shall ask, And I just agree with that person right now for complete healing for their lives right now in Jesus' name. And we just thank you, Father, for that in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you for your precious Holy Spirit being here today. We ask that your Holy Spirit flow freely, uninterrupted, unhindered in any way, And, Father, we just ask for it in Jesus' name. Devil, we tell you to get out of here in Jesus' name. Every demonic spirit and anything coming against someone listening today, we tell them to get away from them in Jesus' name right now, in Jesus' name. And we just thank you, Father, for it. Help them to be receptive of what you're trying to say by your Holy Spirit today. We ask that your Holy Spirit be our teacher, our help. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. And we ask that you think through my mind, speak through my vocal cords, flood me with light, help me to see some things and help people listen to see some things they've never seen before. in Jesus name. and we just give you the praise and all the glory for it. In Jesus name but a but a but a but a a Oh, we just thank you for your precious holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. We thank you if there's somebody there lonely, Father, that you're being a comfort to them right there where they're at. There's someone that's that uh, feels like there's no way out, Father. You have all the answers for them today, Father. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, you know, go over to Ephesians, the first chapter, the 20th verse, Ephesians 1.20. Ah, I'm so glad to be with you today. Are you glad to be with me today? All right. Well, you know, we're getting to spend some time with the Lord today, and I'm glad to be with him today. You know, the Bible says when we come together, there he is in the midst of us. So he's right here with us today. You know, the third person, he's here with us, Jesus. And so he's being a blessing to you today. So let's go ahead and pray, or let's go ahead and read these scriptures. I'm going to start prayer over now. Let's go ahead and start with these scriptures real quick. And this is part two of this. So let's start with Ephesians, the first chapter and 20th verse. It says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Wow, so where did Jesus go after he after he ascended from the cross after he came up out of the grave went to the uh, the cross after the cross went to heaven? He sat at the right hand of the Father. Think about that today. Where is he? He's at the right hand of the Father. Well, there's no question of where he's at. We got lots of scriptures telling us where he's at. You know, and and he's there for you. And it's important. He said it was more important for me to go, didn't he? In the scripture. Why is that? Well, because he sent us some help. You know you have help <laughs> wherever you are today, wherever you're at in the world today. You have help. You're not alone. Never have you been alone when you got saved and born again. And you must be born again if you're saved. Not you know you don't just do a confession and say, "Hey, I, I you know I accept the Lord." No, you you submit yourself to the Lord. You confess Jesus. He's been risen from the dead, is what the Scripture says. And make him Lord of your life. And he comes in and you have to be born again, right? Not just a consent. You got to be born again. And when he comes in, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in your spirit. And he comes along to be your helper. The Bible says that he comes along to help you. Isn't that good to know? He's your teacher. He's your help. He's your standby. He's your counselor. You know, you've got a lot of help on the inside of you that you don't even probably even tap into like you should. Do you realize that today? He's there to help you in every circumstance. He knows all everything that you need to know. He's not, he's not someone that doesn't have all the information. No, he knows everything that you need to know. He's been guiding people through this world for centuries. Think about that today. The Holy Spirit's been guiding people. You're not the first with all kinds of challenges. You're not the first one to have all kinds of issues going on in your life. No, he's been guiding and helping people forever. <laughs> Amen. He's been guiding and helping people with issues, boy, just for long, long periods of time. And you're not the first one. He knows how to guide you perfectly and to help you to get through the situations that you're facing right now. Colossians three one says it like this. If you've even been risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Right? So you're not going to get your answers here. You know, on the earth, you're going to get those answers from above, you know, him living in your spirit, heavenly uh, communication with the father. Think about that today. You know, you got to have some access to some things above and because of Jesus, we have access to all the things and all the answers that we need to have in every circumstance. Powerful to think about, right? He says, so set your things, set your mind on things above, seek those things above where Christ setteth on the right hand of God. Another scripture confirming where Jesus is right now. Where is he at? He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. Boy, it's good to know he's there. Why is that important? Well, we're going to talk more about that. But, you know, he's there for reasons. There's a reason why he's there. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Hebrews, the first chapter and the third verse says, "...who be in the brightness of his glory." And express the image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. We talked about this last week. But he upholds everything by his words. <laughs> you know, people exalt the devil. They make him look like he's a really bad guy, you know, and he's tough. And, you know, and that he's a, he's a real tough devil, you know. And they put him in scary movies and make him really tough, you know. But you think about, he doesn't have the power to hold up everything with his words. <laughs> He holds everything up by the power of his word. You know, you think about this earth spinning and rotating slowly is held up by the power of his word. Them stars that are twinkling out in the sky, they're held up by the power of his word. That ball of, of the light out there, that flaming sun is held up by the power of his word. The solar system and all the things involved with that are held up by the power of his words. Your very life is held up by the power of his words. Think about that. He says it clearly right there. He says, upholding all things by the power of his word. You don't think he has things under control? Yes, he does. You don't think he can work things out for you? Yes, he can, right? There's nothing too hard for him to fix. Nothing too challenging. He's not worried about it. He doesn't stay up all night and be worried, you know, and you come to him with a problem and he'll be shocked, you know. He's like, whoa, Michael, I've never seen anything like this before, <laughs> you know, talking to Michael the angel there. Or Gabriel, I've never seen anything like this, you know. No, he's not shocked or surprised, you know. He, he knows how to fix every situation. And he's not surprised when you bring something to him that you need to have fixed for your life. Praise the Lord and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high powerful to play, place to be. You know, you think about the scripture in Ephesians for one and Ephesians two. those chapters talk about how he's sitting at the right hand of the father, but it, it talks about, he's seated there above all principalities and powers and everything talking about his position. He's above all things, right? He's seated above all things in Christ Jesus there at the right hand of the Father. Wow, that's a powerful place to be. What's he doing there? Well, let's look at 1 John, the second chapter, the first verse there. And we're going over some scriptures we went over last week. We'll read some new things today, too. My little children, seeing that we write unto you that ye sin not, and if ye any man sin, we have an advocate, right? With the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know him if we keep his commandments. Well, that word advocate, if you look up in the Strong's, is, strong is pretty powerful. We said last week it means the an intercessor, a counselor. A counselor, counselor. Think about that today. He's an intercessor. He intercedes for you. Well, that's his new Uh, role now that he does in heaven that's his new ministry that he does in heaven he prays for you you know maybe today you don't think well this situation can be worked out you don't think jesus gets answers to prayer i believe he does he he knew he invented prayer you don't think he knows how to make sure that you have the answers to prayer that you need to have yes he's the perfect person to pray for you and your circumstances, right? I like knowing he's praying for me. I'm glad that that's his position now. His new ministry for us is praying for me, you know, because, man, I need lots of prayer. I don't know about you. Do you ever need prayer? (laughs) I don't have all the answers. I wish I did. I wish all my circumstances, I had all the answers. But I do know if I don't know it all, he has all the answers, and he knows how to fix the circumstances, praise the Lord. He's a God that can answer prayer, He can change the circumstances, and he can make sure that all the things I need to have answers for are there. Amen. He knows how to answer them, and he knows how to fix them. He's a good God, praise the Lord. He answers, and he's an intercessor for us, praise the Lord. Amen. And so the strongest it calls him an intercessor also calls him an advocate. But uh, he, he is interceding. He's praying for us, praise the Lord. Amen. so let's look here a little bit at Romans, the eighth chapter and the thirty fourth verse there. romans eight thirty four. I'll give you just a moment to get there real quick. romans eight thirty four. Yeah, Romans eight thirty four says it like this. Who is the one who condemns us? Christ Jesus is the one who died to pay our penalty. And more than that, who is raised from the dead and who is set at the right hand of God, interceding with the Father for us. Think about that today. He's interceding for you right now. He's praying for you, right? That's another word for saying he's praying for you, interceding for you, standing in the gap for you. Aren't you glad that he's praying for you today? I don't know about you, but I like him praying and standing in the gap for me. Amen. Let's look at a few versions of that real quick. Uh, we were looking at the Amplified version. Let's look at the uh, Wakecliffe Bible version of this. This is Romans eight thirty four. The Wakelift Bible says, who is that condemneth? It is Jesus Christ who is dead, yea, which rose again, who the uh, which is on the right hand of God and which prayeth for us, the which in rose again, and which is on the right hand of God, the which prayeth for us. So it's saying again there by the Cliff uh, Bible, is telling he's praying for you. You know, and he doesn't do some half prayer for you. I'm trying to say again real modestly there he doesn't just do a half prayer for you you ever had someone pray for you and you know they're just going oh lord just help them and then they just kind of go on to the next person you know no he's praying for you to come out of the circumstances he knows how to do a perfect prayer for you and i believe he's he's standing in the gap to make sure that your circumstances work out for you he's a perfect loving father And he knows how bad the situation really is. And he knows how bad you really need that prayer to be answered. And he knows how to work out the situation. I like the message version. I put that here and I just thought it was great. It says the one who died for us, who raised to life for us is in the presence of God at this very moment, sticking up for us. I like that. He's sticking up for us, sticking up for us in his presence. I remember I was working at this call center, you know, and, uh, I, I, I uh, did something I can't remember what it was, and I'll never forget. I came back to work, and I came to find out my supervisor was sticking up for me. Oh, Jeremiah wouldn't have done that, and Jeremiah's a good worker, you know. He he wouldn't have done that, and he stuck up for me while I was gone, you know. And uh, it was something to do with something that wasn't, uh, you know, supposed to be done within those call center rules, you know. But I actually did it, you know. I don't remember exactly what it was. It wasn't something major, but it was something out of the line, you know. And but he had been sticking up for me the whole time I'd been gone. And he was, he, I came in and he was talking about how, hey man, I stuck up for you when you were gone. Good Christian friend, you know. And he said, I mean, I knew, I know you, Jeremiah. You wouldn't have done it, you know. And I was like, I did do it. He's like, man, because <laughs> he'd been sticking up for me the whole time while I was gone, you know. And, uh, you, you know, we, it's good to have someone stick up for you. You ever had someone stick up for you when you're at a challenge and you're facing different circumstances? It's good to know, you know, I like that about my wife, you know, she sticks up for me. Boy, it doesn't matter what it is. She's always sticking up for me. And I know I can depend on her sticking up for me, you know, and I can stick up for her in any circumstance, you know, but, you know, it's good to have someone that stands in the gap for you. And, you know, Jesus is doing that for you right now. He stands in the gap for you, praise the Lord, you know. He's a good, good prayer. You know, you think about it, his prayers are perfect in every way. You think about his faith, it isn't up and down. It's not going every direction, you know. You know, James talks about how you can have faith that's up and down, you know, like on the, on the sea, you know. But his faith isn't up and down. He has perfect faith to pray for you in every circumstance, And so you know when he comes and gets involved with prayer in your circumstance or whatever you're going through, you're going to come through. Think about that today. And that's where he's at today, and that's his ministry today. He's praying for you to come through the circumstances that you're facing today. Strong talks about this and some other definitions here. He makes intercession. He deals with people for you. Boy, I like it knowing he deals with people, you know. I'm, you know, I, it's interesting, you know, I remember a circumstance my wife had, you know, she's at a store, you know, and, and, uh, had somebody who was kind of giving her a hard time, you know, and I come I, and she called me and I come into the store, you know, and I was going to deal <laughs> with the circumstance for her, you know, you know, and, and Jesus will deal with a circumstance. If you got challenges coming against you, you know, there's scripture says, don't touch It says, don't touch my anointed. Do you know that? He doesn't like people messing with his kids, you know. I don't know about you, but I'm real protective over my kids. I don't want someone messing with my kids. I'll be glad to give you a talk if you're messing with my kids, you know, because I'm protective of my kids and my family, you know. And we're God's kids, you know. We're adopted into the family through Christ Jesus. We're, we're, We're part of the family of God. Maybe you don't know that today, but if you accepted Jesus, you're in the family of God and he's real protective over his. That's why he says, touch not my anointed. He cares about his own, you know, maybe you're not really his own. Maybe you need to get born again, but he cares about you. If you're really in the family, he's going to stick up for you in your circumstances. I've seen it before, you know. I've seen people before giving me a hard time on a job, and then they were removed. (laughs) Just suddenly they're gone, you know? And it's because God protects you. He'll stick up for you. You don't have to go do it yourself. Let him be the judge. Let him be the juror, and let him stick up for you and your circumstances. Now, sometimes he may lead you to be bold in certain circumstances, but normally he'll just take care of it. He's a good father, and he knows how to protect you, praise the Lord, you don't think he does, look through the Bible how he protects his own. He's very protective of his own throughout the word, you know. David understood this, you know. He didn't even want to come against Saul because he understood how important it was to protect, that God protects his own, you know. And we need to make sure that we're doing that. If you look in the vines of concordance here, the vines of concordance says deal with, pleads for you. Think about that today. He deals with people. He pleads for you and your circumstances. Number one meaning is intercessor. So I looked it up, of course, in the Webster's Dictionary, and I thought that was a really good place to look it up, you know, (laughs) the Webster's Dictionary, because that's the word it uses in the Greek. Uh, But it says, the act of interceding prayer, petition, entry in favor of another. Do you know God's in favor of you? He's in favor of you. you. You don't deserve it. You know, but Jesus made it where you do deserve it, through Christ Jesus. We deserve it because he went to the cross and paid for it for us, amen? We don't deserve it in our own selves, but we deserve it because Jesus paid the price for you today. You say, well, Jeremiah, I, you know, I, I can't see that. Well, no, his blood was shed so that you would have what you need today, you know? And nothing gets done that you need to have in your life unless you take advantage of what he paid for at the cross, so many people don't take advantage of what he did at the cross. You know, he, he's, he's paid for it all, but you have to take advantage of it, right? He doesn't make it come upon you. He doesn't force it to come upon you. You know, maybe you're needing healing today, you know. Well, he's not just going to come and make you have healing today. You have to take advantage of healing, and you have to stick up for what he paid for at the cross. You know, if you bought something for someone, you'd be upset if they didn't use it, right? Every so often, you know, we'll send some money to my son in Arizona, you know, with, hey, what's, why don't you go eat on this, you know, just to be a blessing to him. You know, we want to see him have a good time. We want to, we're trying to help him, you know, we know how hard it is to be young and and how sometimes you need to have some money. It's just nice to be able to go eat sometimes. You may have been, well, you know, my brother, he actually had lived on Roman noodles for, or he lived on macaroni and cheese for like a whole month. <laughs> You don't know about it. He may not say anything about it, you know, but you know, it's good sometimes when somebody steps in and says, Hey, why don't you go out to eat, you know, or something, you know, and we, we step in, give him something, get some pizza or something like that. Go have a good time. You know, him and his wife, they're newly married. And uh, so we did We send it to him and let him, but if he didn't take advantage of it, think about that today. How does that make you feel? You know, you sent that for them to have a good time, you know? You sent that for them to have a break in the stress and what they're going through. And so it's important that they take advantage of it. You know, are you taking advantage of the benefits that Jesus provided for you? He, he paid for righteousness and right standing for you. He paid for forgiveness of sins for you, actually remission of sins for you. You know, you think about that today, you know, he paid that you, so you wouldn't be in bondage today. And how would that make you feel if they're not taking advantage of it? I mean, and he went through everything for you to have the benefits that you need to have in your life. And, you know, you can imagine how he feels when he sees Christians not taking advantage of what he worked so hard to get for you. Praise the Lord. You don't deserve it. Sure. Sure. But he made it where you deserve it, in Christ Jesus. He made you righteous through Christ Jesus. You can read that in Romans. It's clear that he made you righteous, just like he made Abraham righteous through Christ Jesus. And I have a whole series on righteousness. If you need to understand that, check it out there on Podbeam. But it's on YouTube, too, if you want to check it out. But he made you righteous through Christ Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean get all puffed up and get the big head, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it means that you you are special through Christ Jesus. He made you special through him because he cares about you. He loves, as a matter of fact, he loves the whole world is what the scripture says. And he gave his son for the whole world, not just one person. He gave him for the whole world and he, he paid the price so that you could have the benefits that he did, that he, he paid the price for, for you through his blood. Right. The whole scripture has to do with blood throughout the Old Testament, the New Testament, you know, but it was all ratified in blood. Testament, if you change that word, means covenant. It was the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, and he paid the price in blood for you. That's how they did things. They made contracts in blood is how they did things in the Old Testament, you know. So it's important that you understand that he paid that price for you and because of that now he's able to stand in the gap for you my definition would be someone's you know intercessory someone standing the gap in prayer for you wow you know and people ask you to pray they'll call you they'll shoot you a text pray for me you know but do you really pray for those people think about that today do you really stand in the gap you know jesus really stands in the gap for you praise the lord and he has perfect faith, and he gets answers to his prayers every time. So you can call upon Jesus. Amen. Jesus prays a perfect prayer filled with faith for you. You know, we got to have faith, right? And I believe he's very persuaded that he's going to get an answer. He's very persuaded of how to pray. And you have perfect completion for you and, your pra- and his prayers, you know. It's amazing how he stands in the gap for people, though. You know, I can tell you so many times he stood in the gap for me and my wife and my family, you know, he's standing in the gap when I was like, I don't even know what to do, had a circumstance, not, uh, it was about a year ago or so. And I had to have a huge, a real good amount of money. And I was like, how are we going to work this circumstance out? You know, well, first thing I started to do is going to prayer, you know, and I knew God was praying and we're going to talk more about intercessory prayer and how to do that next message here. Because we're kind of focused on some certain specifics today. But you know, I went to the Lord about it, and I believe He's praying with a perfect prayer for the circumstance to work out the circumstance for me in that specific situation, and the money was there and worked out unusual things, unbelievable things in ways I couldn't even imagine. God worked out the circumstance. But it's because Jesus knows how to pray for you. You don't may not have all the answers. You may not know exactly what to do, but Jesus knows how to pray the perfect prayer for your circumstances. He knows everything. He knows all the resources. He can work it out more than a million ways for you if you let him pray for you, praise the Lord. Well, we're going to look a little bit at Moses today, someone that stood in the gap in the Old Testament. You know, and God uses people. That's why we're looking at this. We looked at Abraham a little bit last week. You know, I'd like to get more into that. But he uses people people in the earth to to make sure your circumstances are worked out you say well what do you mean by that we're going to talk some more about that but he uses people on the earth he's praying in heaven for you but he uses people on the earth and he's been using people on the earth to make things come to pass forever praise the lord (laughs) amen he's used the prophets Think about that, you know, speaking things, you know, but it has to do with a physical body being in the earth. He used Moses and he used Abraham to make sure certain things happened in the earth, you know. And he's given authority to the believers, too, to make sure certain things have happened in the earth. And we're going to talk more about that next week. We've been talking about authority on Wednesdays. But, you know, he gave us that authority. That's why you have to obtain the promises that God has for you in your life. You have to step out. He's He's not going to just make it happen for you. He may do a miracle here and a miracle there, you know, but he's, he's dependent upon you learning his systems and how he does things. It's important that you learn to make it happen with the Lord's help in the earth. Amen. He wants to use you to make it to come to pass. You've got to be a vessel that he uses to make it happen here on the earth for you and for others. You know, we help others. I talked about last week, you know, it was really interesting last week how I talked about how uh, my grandmother, you know, my grandfather would pray. Oh, man, they were just praying people. I am not kidding you. You go into my grandfather's or my grandmother's and grandfather. You usually call it their grandmother's house, don't you? You know, even though it's their grandfather's. You know, and you go into their house, and it's interesting because you know they'd either be falling asleep with a Bible in their hand because they've been reading the Bible so much, or showing love and hospitality every time he came over. You know, you'd smell fresh eggs and bacon every morning in their house, and showing hospitality and love all the time is just amazing, you know. And they'd have people over for dinner. Well, when we get together for Thanksgiving at their house, I mean, it'd be packed, you know. They'd have ta- tables of people, <laughs> you know. But they loved hospitality and love, you know, but. But, man, they were the prayer people of the family. They stood in the gap for the family, you know. You know, God may have that mantle fall on you or you're, you're the person that stands in the gap for your family for generations. Maybe people above you, your father and mother, aren't even saved. and God wants to start with you to have that mantle of praying for your family. Well, you can tell. When they went to heaven, how different it was, you know, and how it affected the family, you know. And it's important that we're standing in a gap for our families and for the people around us. And God uses you, praise the Lord. Well, Moses is like this. And uh, God used Moses to stand in the the gap for his people. And let's look at Exodus, the 32nd chapter here, the ninth verse real quick. Exodus 32, 9. It said, and the Lord said unto Moses, and we're starting with the ninth verse here, and I'm reading now the King James. It says, and the Lord said unto Moses, I have I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. You know, I don't want God referring to me as a stiff-necked person. I don't know about you. <laughs> uh, you know, and I don't want him unhappy with me either, you know. Well, you know, but these people upset him. And you got to remember, too, in the Old Testament, these people aren't born again, Right. Jesus hasn't went to the cross yet so they couldn't be born again and so you know yeah remember they haven't had that uh, experience of asking Jesus and they having a change in spirit becoming a new creation in Christ Jesus and the Holy Spirit living on the inside they haven't had that they're serving the Lord you know but uh, they don't have some of the benefits that we have today and so you know they're sure they're going to have more challenges with the rebellion they're going to sure they're going to be you know, people that aren't perfect you know of course. Because they don't have some of those benefits of the Holy Spirit living in their hearts, you know, so they're going off every direction. And, you know, that's why he had to send Jesus, you know, to help us to follow him. He said he put his laws in our hearts and basically He put the Holy Spirit on the inside of you so you could follow him and walk in his ways and reap the benefits of walking in his ways. But boy, they're trying to do it in the flesh. Powerful to think about, right? Well, Exodus 32, 9, as it says, and he said unto Moses, I've seen this people who are stiff-necked people. The 10th verse is now, therefore, let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them and that I may consume them and I will make of thee a great nation. And he's like, well, let me just set them ablaze, you know, <laughs> you know, and. And, you, you know, you can get frustrated with people, you know, pastoring people, ministering to people and showing love to people, you know, we've, me and Sheila have shown love to people. i never forget a homeless person we were showing love to, you know, and <laughs> I went to get the person to, uh, some food uh, so they wanted a salad. I remember they wanted, they wanted a salad from Chick-fil-A as I remember, you know, and. I was like, oh, sure, okay. You know, real specific about what kind of salad they wanted. You know, if I was homeless, I don't know that I'd be real specific about what salad I wanted. <laughs> you know, I'd be happy to get any kind of salad, you know. And uh, and I went and got a salad, but I ended up getting it from somewhere else because it was easier to get the salad, you know, to get back to the person, you know, so I could get on with my day. You know, I was just trying to be a blessing to them, you know. And i never forget bringing them that salad, and it wasn't a Chick-fil-A salad, and they weren't happy. <laughs> They're homeless and they don't have the money to do it. And they're not happy with my salad I brought them, you know. I was like, man, you know. And it's it's interesting, you know, you can get frustrated with people because people aren't perfect, you know. Some people aren't saved, <laughs> you know. But you're trying to show love to these people. And and God, you know, he's done everything for these people to be a blessing to these people. And he's getting frustrated with them, you know. You know, they, they, I remember at one point he even they said they wanted meat. He said, I'm going to give you so much meat that it comes out your nose. He gets so frustrated with his people, you know, but he gets, he gets frustrated and we don't want to be frustrating God, right? We want to be sure and be thankful and tell him how much we love him every day be thankful to him on a daily basis and show him that we care. Start our day with Thanksgiving. You know, man, that's wonderful to know he has mercies new every morning. It's wonderful to know Jesus paid the price for you it's important to be thankful, right? You're not going to hell. It's important to be thankful on a daily basis, praise the Lord. He said, now, in the 11th verse, he says, Moses besought the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, why doth I wax hot against thy people, which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? See, he's going to God, and he's He's, he's trying to reconcile this situation for his people. He's trying to work out the situation for his people. The 12th verse says, Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, for mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and consume them from face of the earth, turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. He's like, Lord, please, don't, don't set them on fire. <laughs> don't give up on these people. He's standing in the gap for you, you know, or he was standing in the gap for these people, you know, and, and Moses he's using Moses here to do that, you know, and he has he's using somebody in the earth. You know how many times it's important to realize that he uses people in the earth to get the benefits to come to pass for people in the earth. And Moses knows this and he's sticking up for him. remember we were talking about last week how Abraham was sticking up for Lot and his family. You know, and he uses people. Why is he he uses people? Why is it he uses you? And I think of that song, you know, I was thinking of, um, i trying to remember who sings it, hands and feet is what it's called, you know, and, and we are his hands and feet. We're the body of Christ, you know, and he's given us authority to get things done on the earth when those things get done, if we don't stand up for those things. You know, I remember the story of Brother Hagen. you know, uh, he was talking about, and I think I, you may have even heard this on Wednesday, but uh, he was talking about how he was—he had a vision of Jesus, and he was talking with Jesus in this vision. Powerful, powerful story. But there was this uh, monkey that kept jumping up, making noises in between them, you know, just jumping up, making noises, was trying to make it where he couldn't hear what Jesus was saying. He was getting so frustrated. He wanted to hear every word Jesus was saying in this open vision he was having. And finally he said, get out of here. And the, the, the thing got up and took off, you know. But it's powerful to think about, you know, Jesus spoke to him in that vision. He said, if you hadn't have done that, I couldn't have. Why? Because he's given you authority. You know, the scripture says, resist the devil and he'll flee. He didn't say, well, I'll, I'll remove the devil for you. I'll get the devil out of your situation. No, he works with people in their bodies on this earth. You're, we call them, I like what Charles Caps calls them, your earth suit. <laughs> Amen. You know, you're, you're, once you're out of here, it doesn't really matter at all. You know Your authority here has to do with your body being on this earth. Remember he talks about uh, how he came in the legal way. Remember Jesus came in as a baby, came in the legal entry into the earth, you know? Then Satan came up some other way. Remember the scripture talks about he came up some other way. He came in through an illegal entry into the earth. He came in through an animal, didn't he? Powerful to think about, he uses his body in the earth to make things happen. And he wants to use your body to make things happen for you and other people. And we're talking about intercession. Praise the Lord. And Moses is standing in the gap here. Powerful to think about what he's doing in this. Let's look at the 12th verse. Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say for mischief? Did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains? You know, and he's getting, he wants them to repent. The 13th verse is remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. He's reminding them of his covenant. Reminding of how he he, he he gave a covenant to Abraham and he's going back. Remember Abraham, Isaac and, and Israel, thy servants to whom thou swearest by thine own self and said unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven and, uh, and all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto thee and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord repented. Think about that today. When he reminded him of his covenant, he repented and he turned his back. You know, repent means to turn from, right, is what it means. And he says and he repented of the evil which he thought to do unto these people. (laughs) He got him to change his mind about taking them out there, you know, because they were unthankful and ungrateful, you know. And he's, he's got him to change his mind about them, you know, because Moses is standing in the gap for those people, you know. That Jesus isn't standing in the gap for us in our circumstances, our challenges, predicaments we don't see that we can come out of. He's standing in the gap in prayer for you. He's, he's, he's standing up right in in the circumstances to make sure that you're coming out of your situation. Powerful to think about, praise the Lord. Well, you know, he, he stood in the gap for them. He's a good example of how someone stands in the gap for you, like Jesus stands in the gap for you. Let's look at Numbers 14, the 14th chapter real quick here. Numbers 14, still talking about Moses. and the 11th verse, it says, And the Lord said unto Moses, How long? And we'll start at the 11th verse. This is in the King James again. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will this people provoke me? <laughs> you ever feel like that as a dad? Like, how long is this family going to provoke me? You know. <laughs> well, he's a good father. It must, be, it must have really provoked him because he's such a loving God. Think about that today, you know. And how long will it be, ere they will believe me, for all the signs which I have showed among them? You know, and you think about all the things he did for them, providing for them in the wilderness, opening the Red Sea, you know, and he doing these great mighty things for them. <laughs> Yet they're provoking him. Powerful thing! For I will smite them with a pestilence and disherit them, and I will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. And Moses said unto the uh, the Lord, Then the Egyptians shall hear it, for thou broughtest up this people in thy might from among them. You know, and and it's interesting because we got people that act like. And I remember another minister saying this that he's like a Disney god. You know, (laughs) he never gets upset. He never gets frustrated with circumstances, you know. He is loving, you know, but he does have judgment. He does have wrath. He's a, He is God, and you have to have respect for him. You know, recently I was listening to a minister, I'll never forget, and he was talking about how reverence is so important. He went into a church, and they were just eating chips and eating popcorn and drinking different drinks, you know, and just got to where they didn't have a lot of reverence in the church, you know. It's important that we have reverence for God and God's house and God's things and everything to do with him to have reverence because he is holy and he is God. Amen. We should have reverence for him when we spend time with him and his word, you know, and spend time in his presence. Yeah, he lives inside you, but it's important to value him. You know, Smith Wigglesworth every morning and when he get up, he would take communion every morning trying to reverence God, you know. And it's important that we reverence Him with our day and our lives, you know. Not getting to the place where we're complacent about how how much love we're showing Him and how much we care. And He's not a Disney God. Eh? He's the God of the Bible, and He is a, He is. The ruler of everything, and he deserves the respect that we need to have for him. Praise the Lord. Amen. The 13th verse is Moses said to them, Oh, actually, we're in the 14th verse, and they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. Where in the 14th verse is, And for they had heard that the Lord art among his this people, that the Lord art seen face to face, and that thy cloud standeth over them, and, and that thou goest before them by daytime in a pillar of cloud, and by, in a pillar of fire by night. Powerful to think about there. The 15th verse is, Now if thou shalt kill all this people as one man, then the nations which have heard the fame of thee will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able, able to bring this people into the land which he swore unto them therefore he has slain them in the wilderness powerful thing about moses is sticking up for him the 17th verse he says and now i beseech thee let the power of my lord be great according as thou hast spoken saying the lord is long suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of thy fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of of this people, according to the greatness of thy mercy. And as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt even until now, and the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. But, you know, Moses was sticking up for them. He's in the filling in the gap for them, you know. How much do you do that with your prayer time for other people? Do you fill in the gap for other people, taking time to pray for them and caring really about their circumstances, or you just half-heartedly pray for them, you know? You, know, you say, oh, Lord, just help them. Then you go on, you know, with your day. <laughs> Yeah, but he, he grabbed the horns of the altar there and was praying for, you know, fighting for those people, you know, with God. He wanted to make sure that everything with God, you know, he didn't show his wrath on them. He wasn't frustrated with them and it reminded him of the of the covenant that he made with them so that they could get to the land that he inherited, that they inherited. Think about that today. You know, he's fighting for them, you know, and, and Jesus is fighting for you today. He's praying for you today, and he's going to help you with every circumstance that you're faced today. Maybe you think it can't be fixed, Jeremiah. You don't have any idea what I'm going through. You have no idea the the challenges I'm facing. You know, I've I've been around for quite some time. I'm I'm now 48 years old. You know, I've seen a lot. You know, and I've seen God bring me out of circumstances that looked impossible. You know. But God, he's still doing it today. He still brings you out the impossible, you know, if you'll let him bring you out and help Him, to let him fix the circumstances that you're facing. You never give up on him. He doesn't give up on you. He's praying for you. You don't give up on him. And let him help you work out the circumstances of your life. Praise the Lord. Amen. He's praying for you. Maybe today you think, well, I'm all alone. No, he's praying for you. He says he never leaves you. He never forsakes you. And we're going to talk about how, how he works with you and his prayers next week. We're going to talk about how that works together because he needs a man on the earth. He has to have someone he works through on the earth, and he might use you for someone else. We're going to talk about that next week, and we're going to get more into that. Let's pray together for you today. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness, and we thank you, Father, for your mercy today. We thank you that you're standing in a gap for us right now, Father, praying right now for us, and we just thank you, Father, for that. And Father, I lift up those that are in impossible situations today, Father, that you're working those things out for them. And Father, even even though we may not deserve it, we deserve it through Christ Jesus, but, Father, maybe we haven't done everything perfect, but you're still praying for us because you're a good, good God. And we just thank you, Father, for Jesus praying for us today. And we thank you for your mercy. And you, and you, we thank you, Father, for your grace, Father. And we just thank you, Father, for it. Father, help us, Father, as you're doing that. Help us to be thankful. Help us to keep seeing that all impossible circumstances can be worked out. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. We're so glad that you've joined us. Praise the Lord. Amen and amen. Well, if you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus. I would be foolish. They have a whole message here, especially talking about Jesus today, without taking advantage of praying for someone that needs to know Jesus. Wouldn't that be silly? You know, you think about it, People go out and they minister and they don't ever take the opportunity to have an altar call or they don't even ask somebody if they need to know Jesus. Man, you really just wasted a whole lot of time if you didn't give someone an opportunity to know Jesus, right? What if you just got one of those people that was listening saved through Christ Jesus? Wouldn't that be worth it? Everything you do should be all about getting someone touched for Jesus. If you're going into ministry today, you should reach out to get someone saved. If you don't know Jesus today, I'm going to give you that opportunity right now to know him. You don't have to go to hell. You you can have a life with the Father and him helping you through every circumstance. You'll never be alone again. Never be beside yourself again. And think about that, you know, you will never be without someone again. You will have, you don't have to be lonely anymore. He's that perfect father and a perfect person for you to have in your life. He's the perfect father. He's the perfect friend. Amen then you need to have him in your life today, praise the Lord. So if you would, pray this with me today. The Bible says in Romans, the 10th chapter, the 9th to 10th verse, it says, well, if I believe Jesus is risen from the dead and I confess Jesus is Lord, I shall be saved. So go ahead and pray this with me today, and I believe he'll save you right there where you're at today. Father, I just believe that you've risen Jesus from the dead, and Father, I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. Jesus, come be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer, I believe he's done a work in you, and I believe that he's, he's going to help you with your life from this point on. He's going to help you with, every day. You, you have all the help that you possibly can even imagine of helping you with your life today praise the lord amen wonderful 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 if you would leave a uh, in the comments that you got saved today send me an email i'd love to hear that you got saved that's the thrill of me and sheila's lives we love to see people getting saved and to grow spiritually let us know let somebody know and we we just we're glad to hear about it praise the lord so i'm gonna take a few minutes here to look at the comments and take a look at what's going on there and uh, see if there's any prayer requests And uh, we'll we'll look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to com. Thank you for listening.